Maddie, how you going? Yeah, yeah good day. Good, we got you loud and clear. So, so, so as, as you can see, we're down here at Little Harrowby. So, like you said, we're picking up a little bit, bit of um, plastic that, that's been washed up. So, yeah. how, yeah. Many how many people have you got there? Oh, we've got still some people coming up, but we've got about 10 at the moment. So, yeah, um, we'll keep adding in number. 10's good. And it's just such a beautiful morning, hey? Yeah, it is. Beautiful day for it. I was a little bit worried last night when it was raining, but um, it seems the sunshine's turned it on for us, so it's great. Uh, yeah, I got it. I got it. Did anyone else get the high extreme weather alert for the east coast of Tassie this morning? Yeah, not here. Um, has anyone found anything interesting yet? Too early to Not say? yet. We've literally just started. We've been getting organised and all ready, and so we've just been sent off. So um, yeah. I'm sure we will, though. What are they giving you? Uh, we've got bags and we've got gloves like this um, and we're going to be going along and picking up all the bits of rubbish. As you can see, there's hopefully a few people going at it behind me um, with our big Hessian bags. So hopefully we fill some up. That's great, Maddie. So thanks to everyone for us. No worries, we'll yeah. do. All right. We'll, we'll do a couple of crosses. Thanks, Maddie. We'll catch you around. Go and clean up. Tim, how you going? Um, okay. Now he's Feedback. using he's using his main camera rather than the selfie camera, so you you get to see what he's looking at. Oh yes. There you go. I'm not picking my rubbish. Hey. <laughs> we're trying to let everyone know how good we're doing at picking up the rubbish. Did anyone catch that? Say say that again, Tim. We're 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 about to start. About to start. Okay. Oh, nice. It's, How many been, it's you... been logistics issues, don't you think? How many have you got there? Um, a few. One, two, three, four. Uh, there's Grace Count, yeah. Yeah, young. Yeah, then eight. Then eight. Eight. Has anyone found any interesting rubbish yet? Nicky's been digging. He hasn't found anything yet. Oh, yeah? Okay. That sounds productive. <laughs> Um, is uh, we're looking for, um, look, look, look. There you go, bit of plastic. Yeah, okay. You could have just saved a fish's life with that. All right, so that's Ralph Bay, the, yeah. canal, the canal that never quite got finished. Right, I think we've got Matt on the line. Captain Matthew Garvin, we'll call him today. <laughs> How's it going, Matt? G'day, mate. Good to see you. And uh, it's a gorgeous day here in Lena Valley. Uh, Thought I'd just take a moment to reflect, uh, but what I'll do is I'll plug the microphone in so you can hear me a little bit better uh, and tell you what's been happening, but also encourage you to pull your vibe. Uh, because there's a couple of things I want to point out in terms of having a bit of a devotional reflection here. Just to say where I am, this is Lena Valley and uh, we've got, uh, I reckon, around 25 or 30 of us here Really, it's by the bulk of it, the people here are from the Nepalese congregation, and it's fantastic to see. Uh, they really uh, have all turned up and smiling. Uh, Paul Bannum's leading, uh, and behind me you can see the base station uh, where Mick, who's been running this for 15 straight years, he, he's just so impressed uh, with the, the Nepalese congregation turning up and our, and our church turning up. I just wanted to encourage you, uh, pull out your Bibles and look at Genesis, uh, to start with uh, chapter 1. There's, there's some things that I think we miss a little. Uh, 
because of the way we've been shaped by the Protestant Reformation and, and uh, the, the emphasis on our, our personal faith, which is so important, but there are things we miss. And, and I think that on a day like today, when we're out in creation, when we're out uh, trying to restore some of the, the natural beauty to the place, I think there's a couple of things I wanted to point out. The first one is uh, Genesis 1.31. This, the, it's important for us to, to hear God's words here. God saw all that he'd made and it was very good. Well, as I'm standing here, I'm looking up, I don't know if you can see from a distance, I'm doing a bit of a, a pan around. I can up there see Mount Wellington and I can see lots of gum trees and uh, the, the rivulet is running down beside there and one of the things that, one of the important things to understand about uh, our world is that God created it and his fingerprints are everywhere. The Bible says the earth is full of God's glory. And uh, there are some implications of that. Because it's not just that we're meant to be here, but you'll notice in Genesis 2.15, and for those at home or uh, at Lena Valley or watching this later, the, I've got the Bible references here in the Version Bible app. Uh, and so you can pull that up and look for events and find citywide and, and, and the references will be there. You'll see there is work for us to do. This is before sin enters the world. This is before the fall. There is particular work for us to do. What is the work we have to do? The, Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. That our vocation is to look around and see what needs to be done. I've been talking a bit about with my daughter who has her Masters in Social Work and she's been uh, showing me a thing that uh, has been proven to be essential when it comes to mental health. They call it grounding. And, and all grounding is, is stopping and getting out of the buzz that's in your head and letting yourself be here, letting yourself smell the smells, letting yourself hear the sounds, being present in the context that God's got you in. And uh, if you're at home now, if you're at Lena Valley, uh, if you're watching this later, I, I invite you just to stop. Just stop and listen. You'll probably hear cars going past. That's part of the context I'm in. I don't know if you can hear the birds in the background. But see where you are, whether you can take a deep breath, go, what, what smells do you notice? By the way, just as I, that I'll just point down here, we've got the, the Nepalese congregation. I don't know if I can see this. They're, they're starting, they've already been down one side and up the other. They're, they're busy and, and at work. There's something about being present in the moment that really matters. And one of the things that God invites us to is to respond to the place he has for you. Often the mistake we Christians make is we think that we've got to go away and, and, and think deeply and listen to our own hearts. But you notice here, God placed them in the garden to work it and take care of it. You actually find your story, not from big introspection, but from looking around at the needs that are in your world and working it and taking care of it. 
And there are three things in the book of Genesis that uh, indicate God's work at play. And the first is this. Uh, you'll notice that Eden is called a garden. Eden is called a, a garden. It's not just called a bushland. It's called a garden. And, and what that means is the, the Hebrew word for garden actually typifies something where there's order, where someone's done the work to uh, make things ordered and beautiful. The, uh, it, the, the, word, the, the Hebrew word usually designates a park-like setting featuring trees and what we would call landscaping. There's this idea that God, it wasn't just an accident where trees went and where things went. It, there was landscaping. God brought order in the Garden of Eden. Another thing about the Garden of Eden we notice is that what I love is they're the beautiful fruit trees, but they're, they're not primarily valued for their fruit. If you notice in Genesis 2, 9, it says the Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. The first thing that was valued about the trees was that they were beautiful. Where God's at work, beauty is uh, the result. And, and part of representing God is to, to bring beauty. It means working to bring order. It also means working to bring beauty. And we do that in different ways. Barbie will tell you about the beauty of knitting. Uh, I might talk about something else. But there is something about bringing beauty. But it's not the only thing. But the last thing we see in the, in the Garden of Eden, when God has done his work, and I think this is the stuff we're, create, we're invited to bring, it's abundance. God says, Genesis 1.29, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They'll be yours for food. That God didn't in, uh, create us to live in a, an impoverished, simplistic world. He created us to live in an abundant world where everybody has all they need and more than all they need. And as we allow ourselves to be present in the moment. As you, as you allow yourself to, 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 to stop and think about your next door neighbours, to think about the people you work with. I, I bet you, if you, it doesn't take long to look and around and see places where there isn't order, where there's disorder, where there isn't beauty, where there's just functionality and people are just going through the motions, places where there is poverty. And one of the things I love about uh, our faith is we're, we're called to respond. What we're doing today is, is symbolic. We, we know it's important for us to take the time to make a difference, to, to work together to bring order, beauty and abundance. I was uh, reading my, uh, in my quiet time this morning, Isaiah 58, and I encourage you, there's some notes there in your notes, but uh, the, the central crime that the Israelite people were being charged with by God in that is that they were going, they were just focused on their own needs. They weren't focused on the context in which God had them. They weren't focused on the, the poverty, the injustice. They weren't focused on the places where order, beauty and abundance wasn't. They were focused on themselves. And God said, because of that, you're just heading down the wrong path. 
I I love I love Isaiah 58 and all that's in it. But you'll notice one thing that comes that as God says, as you focus on the the things around you that are wrong that need work, then see what it says. You'll be this is verse 11. You'll be like a well watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. That as you Stop worrying about, you know, what you feel is right for you and stop worrying about your, you know, your, your deep inner turmoils and things, but actually let yourself be grounded in the context God has you. As you look around and see the needs, then you will become a bit like an outpost of Eden, an outpost of God's kingdom. And this paradox, the Isaiah finishes by saying, if you do this, if you honour the Sabbath, if you honour God's place and right place, then if you make choices to, interesting, it says not doing as you please. Did you get that? Not doing as you please or speaking idle words, just filling your time with fluff. Then you will find your joy in the Lord. And that's the, what I wanted us to just take a moment to reflect on this morning, that all of us are called to make a difference in the world but the central question is not you know what do i feel like doing but really what are the needs around me what does it mean to be an agent of god's order beauty and abundance that's the that's the central question for each of us now mick is over here and uh, I, I spoke to him last week. I'm just going to unplug the mic, and so I hope you can hear me now. Uh, and uh, I spoke to him last week. I spoke to him last year, and uh, he, he's just walking past. He's the one that uh, organises things here at Lena Valley. And, I, and come on down, mate. I, I just uh, we're doing this live cross again. We did this last year. And, and mate, you've been organising this. I don't know. I hope people can hear us okay. Uh, you've been doing this for. Uh, 15 years, I mean, 15 consecutive. Do you want to come so people? I just. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, good idea. So, so this is my 15 consecutive year with Clean Up Australia, but I've been involved with Creek Road for about 20 seconds. Now, what I, I love. Uh, okay, so we're hearing that they can't hear us well. What I might do is. Uh, plug the microphone in again. I'll just see if we can. And I'll, so, sorry, this is live, folks. So we we're we go. And I'm just see what I can, hang on. Sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to take this microphone and shove it down my shirt. Sorry about that. This is as we said live, and uh, we're working it as we go. Oop. Oh no, here we go. Yeah, the wrong wrong buttonhole. Uh, there we go. Uh, okay. So just wanting to maintain some social distancing here, uh, but hopefully you can hear us a little bit better now. And, and, and Mick, you're saying you've been involved here at Lena Valley for like 20 years. Yeah, 20 years. Consecutively for 20 years. 15 with Clean Up Australia, consecutively. Why? Um, I'm passionate about this particular catchment. I grew up in the area. Um, I think it's my 21st year as the chair of the Newtown Rivulet Catchment Care Group, Inc. And I've just seen the evolution of a beautiful 
natural habitat evolve and this mid part of the catchment's been the most neglected and we've turned it completely round and I just want to keep on top of it and hopefully hand the baton because I'm 71 <coughs> COVID hopefully hand the baton to a younger demographic hmm. to keep this going. Now, mate, I, you know, we're from the local Baptist church and I've just been talking about the importance of caring for the planet. Like that, that from a Christian perspective, we're, we're meant to be responsible for looking after the place. And, and sometimes we, we forget about that and, and focus on ourselves and don't look around us. From a, but uh, it's nice today. Like we see in the background, you've got the Nepalese guys turning up. And, uh, and people seem to want to make a difference. The best thing I've ever seen, and I'm quoting, there's no planet B. <laughs> it's pretty true. And that's true from a Christian perspective. It's just true from a functional perspective. That there is not a planet B. This is, we are here, so we're meant to be looking after this one. We've got to turn this round. We've got to. Otherwise, there'll be nothing for us. Yeah. That's the, that's the rub. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, there you go. That's, this is the Lena Valley um, mob, and it uh, looks like people have been working hard, <laughs> already been down and back, and uh, it's probably a nice way to finish our uh, service. A bit of a reflection. Encourage you to look at the notes, and, and Mick, want to say thanks. Oh, Do you want to say something else? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm just so grateful to your group their enthusiasm, their work ethic, their commitment. A few Australians can learn from this, I could tell you. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, we are so proud of our, particularly our Nepalese mob and the way they turn up and, and, and get the work done. And uh, looking forward to being back next year and, and hopefully even more people. <laughs> thank you. Okay, Dan, back to you.